Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy. Procrastination is a bad thing, right? Well, not always, especially if you take into account the words and philosophy of this week's guest. Rory Vaden is the author of Procrastinate on Purpose, Five Permissions to Multiply Your Time. And the great thing about the kind of procrastination that he talks about is that it actually helps your productivity in terms of getting the results and outcomes that you want. We had a lot to talk about and a lot of things in common, and I don't want to delay the the interview or discussion any longer. That would be procrastinating without a purpose. So let's just get into it here. Here's my chat with Rory Vaden, the author of Procrastinate on Purpose on the Productivityist Podcast. This week on the show, I have with me Rory Vaden. Rory, you are the author of many books, most recently Procrastinate on Purpose. Thanks so much for joining me on the Productivityist Podcast this week. Thanks, Mike. I'm excited. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I heard you talk to uh, Eric, Eric Fisher, of course. Of, Stud. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he is, he's, he's, I mean, I've got him coming up on the podcast. We've chatted a number of times, him and I. Um, but you've got you've you had a number of books. Take the stairs was was one of the uh, one. Of, it wasn't your first book, was it? it was but it's, it was it was okay. Yeah. So it's it's pretty well known in terms of you know kind of it, one of the things I like about the stuff you write is obviously it follows in that productivity vein, but it does it in a way that's really kind of down to earth and accessible. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like th- there's a lot of people out there that put stuff out that's it's fairly. I'm not going to say high level, but it it it's tough to get through do you know what i mean like those books are tough to get through procrastinate on purpose and take the stairs both books that i found were fairly easy to get through in terms of you didn't feel like okay this is dry this is <laughs> this is not something that I, you know i i want to kind of pain my way through Did, when you wrote these books especially let's talk about procrastinating on purpose was the the intent to kind of say hey look we we know we have there's myths out there about procrastination, obviously, there, and procrastinating on purpose kind of dispels some of them. Um, were you were you setting up to say, hey, I want a book that people are going to pick up and go, okay, I can get this, no matter whether they're a high, you know, a high level CEO or you know the barista at Starbucks that just wants to get mm-hmm. more of their side hustle stuff done? Was that was that the the plan to try to fashion it in such a way? Well, I think you I think you've hit my style pretty well and it's definitely intentional. I um you know, like the 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 catchphrase of my podcast is insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business and and I really try to have a good balance of of, you know, technical content. Like I don't like listening to speakers or reading books where it's like it's all fluff and it's like I can't there's nothing I can take away from um but I also don't like the ones that are so heavy. And there's a lot of books, as you say, especially in the productivity space, where it's, it feels like I'm reading a textbook and it's just so bloody boring. <laughs> and, um, but I, I, w- I would say – so I think in general that's kind of my style like, that I write on my blog and, and, uh, you know, and, and talk about. And, but but the, when I really think about procrastinating on purpose of what I wanted to do – and I haven't really shared this story um, – but I did not want to write a book on productivity. And it was because I felt like so many of the books that I read or speakers I heard talk about 
we're saying the same things over and over again, and it's all good stuff. You know, it's like, you know, have a to-do list and put your most important priorities first. Schedule out your week on Sunday and have a calendar. And, uh, you know, have organized, be organized, and have good systems and stuff like that. Um, and so I just like I, I did not want to write the book. And and the the big prerequisite was I said, hey, if we're going to do this book, there's there's two there's there's two litmus tests that it must pass. Number one is it has to somehow forward the thinking on what's been said. It can't just be a a repackaging of the same things. And number two, most importantly, it has to actually freaking work. Like <laughs> it, it, it has to be something that the world's ultimate performers, you know, the term we use, of course, is multipliers now because a book is about multiplying your time. Um, it has to be something that they go, yes, this is what I do. This is how I think that is different from everybody else. And, you know, after we did the research, we, we really felt like we, we, we had some ideas that were different than what people had heard before. And. And they actually worked. And so, you know, here we are. So when we talk about procrastination, I've had Dr. Tim Pitchell on the show before. And he, mm. you know, he's a procrastination. I, you know, I mean, procrastination has gotten a bad rap, right? You know, I mean, it's if you procrastinate, then you're lazy or you're you're not doing uh, the things you should be doing or, you know, um, you're, you're, you're not prioritizing right. Um, but your book kind of, shines a light on the fact that hey not all procrastination is bad in fact some of it can be very good right mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i it's i had i was talking to somebody the other day and he said yeah procrastination has a bad brand <laughs> it has bad branding um and yeah and and here's the big distinction and of course, the title of the book is worth saying. You know, the book "Procrastinating on Purpose" is the title, um, but the, that is only one fifth of what the book is really about. You know, the subtitle actually dis explains the book better: five permissions to multiply your time. And that's what the book is really about: is mm -hmm. multiplying time, and we can talk about what that means. But um, when you look at procrastinate on purpose, which is one of the five strategies or permissions, there's a key distinction that people need to understand, and that is there's a big difference between doing things we know we should be doing that, that like waiting to do something we know we should be doing that we don't feel like doing hmm. versus waiting because we are deciding that now is not the right time. So waiting to do something that we know we should be doing, but we don't feel like doing it. That's procrastination. Like waiting to go to the – like I know I should be going to the gym and I don't feel like working out. I know I need to make that sales call and, I'm, and I, I can't get myself to do it because I have call reluctance or fear. I know I need to get my taxes going and I just haven't gotten around to it. And that's procrastination and that can be the creator of me mediocrity and the killer of all success. But waiting to do something because we're deciding intentionally that now is not the right time, that's not the killer of all success. That is a lost art. In fact, it's a virtue. And it's a synonym for the word procrastinate on purpose, and that is patience. So inaction that results from indulgence is procrastination. But inaction that results from intention, that is patience. Are you a big believer in scheduling tasks? I know a lot of people, I mean, I'm not a big believer in using your calendar for things other than date-specific kind of appointments, you know, the David Allen getting things done kind of methodology, you know, I, unless I'm scheduling something that I've made myself an appointment to do. For example, working on a book, I'll block out two hours of time. That's all well and good. Are you, are you 
are you fairly, uh, like you said, you're relentless uh, in terms of, you know, like, hey, do does this even need to be done? Are you very specific about, hey, this goes on the calendar, this goes on my task list in order to kind of separate that what needs to be done versus, you know, those things that people are obviously putting up as, as due dates or, or milestones? Well, you know, I, I think I am going to upset a lot of people here and go against the grain, and but it's just the truth, is that I believe in calendars for the purpose of establishing agreed-upon meetings that involve other people. Mm-hmm. But I do not think that a calendar is the most effective tool that a multiplier uses. You know, the whole idea of a schedule everything. And, and I'm not saying you can't be a productive person. I mean, my wife is super calendar she's super calendar fragilistic expialidocious <laughs> I mean, she is, I mean, she our, wa- is, our wives should get together <laughs> uh-huh. that's funny i need to remember that that's funny good um but she's all about the calendar my wife is one of the most productive people that i know but i will say that people that use a calendar and live and die by the calendar sometimes experience a, a level of stress and anxiety that is is so burdensome and it can be overbearing because and and because they they feel trapped and they are trapped because the way they've set it up is just if it's on my calendar i have to do it i have no choice um but the way that a multiplier is is a a multiplier is like a perpetual real-time thinker they are constantly evaluating their tasks through the focus funnel i mean that was the reason we created the focus funnel it was our attempt to create a visual depiction to codify the process that multipliers go through whenever they're deciding how to spend their time. And it's like, okay, so let's say today is whatever day it is. Let's pretend it's Monday and there's something in my inbox and I'm, I am using what I would consider kind of old school thinking of going, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to schedule it and I'm going to do it, you know, Wednesday at three o'clock. Well, that, that rigidity and some that regimen does a lot for a lot of people, and it's kind of, it's almost like you have to go to that stage. You have to get to that place first, so that you're getting things. You are getting things done. But the thing to remember, and one of the things that's different in procrastinating on purpose is, well, well, here's here's the common catchphrase. It used to be efficiency was doing things right, effectiveness was doing the right things, mm-hmm. right? And and then there's a whole like you know we're all trying to just get things done. Well, multipliers reject both of those. Multipliers don't care about getting things done. Multipliers don't care about doing the right things. Multipliers don't care about doing things because it's not about things. It's about producing results. And producing result, that word is efficacy. Not efficiency or effectiveness, but efficacy. So it doesn't matter how many things you do or whether it was scheduled or not. At the end of the day, it comes down, did you produce the result that you desired in your life? And to me, having something on the calendar isn't necessarily a prerequisite of that because we live in a world of constant change. And I think there is value to a calendar, a tremendous value. And we coach our clients on scheduling and creating their schedule and 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 we do there's there's value to having this here's what it is there's a tremendous value in having a schedule but there is a tremendous risk in being unwilling to be flexible with that schedule yeah it should be the guide rather than the rule that's right and if it's if 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 i have free time on my calendar and i i said hey i'm going to write my book today at at four o'clock when four o'clock comes around i I think there's danger in saying I'm just going to do it because it's on my calendar. 
factor. I think the way that a multiplier would think is they would, they would be perpetually evaluating. They say, okay, I've set aside this time for writing the book. Is this really the time? Is that really the next most significant thing that I can do? And if it's not, I mean, if, you know, you, and you, and it, you, you have interruptions all the time. You have emergencies that, that sometimes need to be dealt with. Now, sometimes it is, and sometimes you go, well, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. Well, in that case, it does need to be done now, and so it still fits. But just kind of mindlessly going through and just saying I'm going to do it just because it's on my calendar, eliminating that think time and eliminating the, the thinking is very dangerous. I've got uh, one of one of my uh, colleagues has got a question, and it's it's a really good one because I think this even happens. I think this happens to the best of us. Like I just came back from vacation, uh, ten days away. Didn't for the first time. I didn't. You know, I, I really took a full on vacation, which was tough. Um, what what Lee's asking is, he says, you know, he struggles with how how to deal with procrastination when it's kind of forced upon you like through illness or fatigue mm. i mean in my case it was vacation i did some proactive stuff to make sure i could come back and 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 have a bit of a, a gap so that i could do some triage but when it comes to illness or fatigue or, or some kind of emergency how do you deal with the procrastination that inevitably kind of rears its ugly head well that's a great question and you know as we look at the focus funnel in pop um the five strategies are eliminate, automate, delegate, concentrate, and procrastinate. And each each of the five strategies, right, has a corresponding permission. And the the permission that goes along with procrastinate is the permission of incomplete. And that is what we're really talking about here is getting to a point where you become okay with the idea that not everything needs to be done right this second. Like contrary to what people may even think or you think or even that they might tell you, the world is not going to fall apart if you don't answer your inbox for a day or two. Like, it's not. Um, and yet we somehow have convicted ourselves into these, you know, hyperactive, chronic, overachieving, rabid taskmasters. And I'm when I say that, I'm saying that's me. That's who I was. That's who I'm trying to break free of being. Um and, you know, embracing the permission of incomplete is, is something that some of the, the wisest people in the world do is, is they're okay with letting that stuff sit for a while to create space, to create margin, to be able to think, to be able to operate peacefully and, and to because their, their self-worth and their self-esteem and their, their success is not rooted in the volume of the tasks they complete, but rather the significance of them. And they, they know it's, it's okay. Like, that's the biggest thing we're all missing. Like the biggest thing we're all missing is it's is giving ourselves permission. That's why we called it the five permissions. It's giving yourself permission. Like it's okay that you don't answer every incoming phone call. It's okay that you don't answer every email. Like where is the rule that, that says you have to respond to every email? Like where is the rule that says you have to respond to every tweet, that you have to, you have to accept every meeting request or you have to show up for every party that you're invited to? And most of us, we 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 got so focused on our calendar we just start putting things on our calendar in our inbox and we assume because it's on the calendar because it's in the inbox i have to do it and we stopped thinking and we and and we ended up becoming slaves to other people's priorities and we never we never got to that place of saying you know what it's okay for me to not do those things because i am focused on multiplying my time and you multiply your time by spending time on things today that create more time or more results tomorrow. 
I multiply my time by giving myself the emotional permission to spend time on things today that create more time or more results for me tomorrow. And I can have a sense of peace. Uh, that's what we call sig- the significant activities, the things that create more time in the future. Um, and and I, I develop my peace from that. And, and, and I give myself permission to say, I know best what my life needs. I know best what my business needs. I know best what my family needs. I know best what I need. And if I'm not taking care of those things, uh, I, I would I would rather be seen as a failure to everyone else and a success by my family than be seen as a success by everyone else and a failure by my family. That's that's some. You I mean, and you're absolutely right. This stuff is is tough for people to wrap their heads around at first because it's such a significant and radical change from what you know is widely you know kind of spread out there i know we've got to to wrap things up here rory i'm gonna want to have you back on the show because you and i have a lot more to discuss (laughs) you you, we have we are i think we're we're pretty aligned in a lot of what we talk about. So I think it'd be great to have you on another episode to kind of dive in a little bit deeper. Your book is called Procrastinate on Purpose. The subtitle again, because I don't have, you know, I have the audible version. So I listen to you read this to me. What's the the subtitle is the, uh, repeat the subtitle again. The the subtitle is five permissions to multiply your time. And, um, you know, because it is so radical, one of the things that we did, which we have not done with any of our other products before, is we created a free one hour webinar that people can go watch. And if you go to procrastinateonpurpose.com, you can, you can watch the webinar you know, be, see the focus funnel, really understand the difference between managing time, prioritizing time, and now multiplying time. Uh, I walk you through the whole thing. Uh, and then, of course, you know, there's links to buy the book or check out my podcast or my blog or whatever. So that's procrastinateonpurpose.com. Roy, thanks so much for being on the show with me this week. And we'll see each and every one of you next week. Mm-hmm.